Okay, what time is it? I know it's Saturday. It's about 3.30. 3.30 on Saturday the 18th? Is it the 18th? It is the 19th. Oof, tell you what, not having a job really derps your sense of time and day up, which is fine. It's just kind of confusing. When you have a job, you typically know what day it is, what time it is, what the date is, what month is, what the month, what, what month, what month is, you know what month is, you know what the month is. Um, I am walking down, what is the street, Ox, Oxford, I believe is the name of the street, in Michigan, off of Woodward, if you look for the Westbourne Market on Woodward, a little bit north of 11 Mile, you will see whereabouts I am right now, or where I was when I was recording this, when I am recording this. Hmm, it's weird speaking to you in the future from here in the past, so I'm not going to try and do that. <clears throat> porn and jobs. Jobs and porn. One of those is what I plan to title this chat. And you might think, wow, that's interesting. Are you talking about porn jobs, Del? And, and, and why? Why would you talk about porn jobs? Are you looking to be a porn star? The answer to that is no. No, I, I do not want the whole collection of venereal diseases. Although I don't honestly know how prevalent venereal diseases are in the porn industry. I would imagine uh, psychological issues are more prevalent than venereal diseases. I would imagine dealing with the repercussions on a mental level would be more more challenging than the number of diseases. I, I would I would hope and imagine and imagine and hope that there is some amount of uh, vetting going on. Look, a little free library, what do they got here? John Lacar, the night manager, Morgan Lewin after Rome, some of them, Melissa Fay, Mess Man Out, Small Things, Abigail Avigan, Ackers, Abigail Adams, I don't know what that is. What else do we got here? Addie's Angels, I don't know what that is, I don't know what any of these is, Invasion of the Boy Snatchers, okay, a, a clique novel, uh, yeah, none of these really jump out at me, the one by Abigail Adams, I guess that's a biography, could be interesting, but I'm gonna leave it, okay, um, why, why in the world, Del, did you title this Porn? and jobs. Well, because I want to talk about two very different subjects. Although there is a segue between the two of them that I can make. I'm just not sure how I want to do that or where I want to do it. Um, 
Sounds like a big dog barking at me. Um, the, the segue between the two is honesty, as is so often the case with me, the subjects that I talk about. And I want to talk about how being honest leads to good results. The example that I want to talk about, so I guess I'll start with the jobs. When Vera and I got here to Michigan and we started looking for jobs, I think is around the time that Vera got one of her first interviews, or I, who got an interview first? She did, yes, she did. It was at a florist and she was gonna be offered 12, or she was offered $12 an hour and it would have been a fine job, I think. No, no real problems there. Um, <clears throat> but it's, it was way below her skill it would have been interesting for her on, on a small level. I'm working with plants. Okay, that's neat. Although they're all dying because they've all been cut out of the ground. So that's kind of sad, I guess, in, in a certain light. Um, it's not like she's at a plant nursery and helping them grow. That would be kind of neat. She's here watching people take flowers and I, whatever. She's done the customer service thing. Although you might go, well, she took a job as a cashier. Yeah. A little bit different, more potential there at the job that she's got right now, if you somehow knew that. Um, and I told her, I said, and we've talked about this, this is what I was, where I was going, is that we, we talked about how we were going to go about our interviews. And I said, well, I know how I'm not going to do my interview. I'm not going to do the interview to try and get the job. And you might go, what in the heck? What? What do you mean you're not going to do the interview to try and get the job? Then why are you even doing the interview? Let me be a little more precise precise with what I mean by that. You could go to a job interview and think, I'm going to get this job. And that is my goal. I will say whatever I need to to help me achieve that goal. You might say things that are twists of the truth. Or you might say things that you think are going to do well. For example, you might come into the, to the office and see that the guy has, um, I don't know what the, maybe it's a law firm and you're thinking, Oh, I want to get on with this. I want to become a partner at this law firm. Although I don't think you have an interview for that, but whatever, that's besides the point. Let, okay. Forget it. Let's, it's not an, it's not a, it's a, it's a Cabela's, it's a Cabela's or a Bass Pro Shop, that kind of thing, a hunting store, REI. And you're going into the office and you see something on the wall, a placard for hiking or the, uh, a mounted head of some sort of bighorn sheep. And let's say you know nothing about hunting, but you heard once that to create rapport with somebody, it's really good to talk about something that they know that you're talking about. So you're thinking, okay, I'm going to mention the, the, the mounted head. I'm going to mention that the bighorn sheep, and go, oh, you're a hunter. And then... I'll, I'll have, I'll, I'll create some rapport with him. Well, you might, you might. Hi, good. Um, but you also might not. Because what could happen is you might be quickly put into a position where you are asked questions that you know nothing about. He goes, oh yeah, I got that on a hunting trip up in, uh, in Wyoming. We were up in the, the back country. You ever been hunting? Now you're forced with a question, with, with, a, with a, a position. And that is either lie. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been hunting. Oh yeah, well, how, bow, rifle, what, what do you do? 
Oh, uh, I, I use a, a, a Glock 9mm pistol. You, you hunt with a Glock 9mm? What do you hunt? Uh, bears. No, you don't. No, you're not hunting bears with a 9mm Glock. No, you're not. Or not effectively. Not unless you had some crazy special rounds in there. No, you're not. Or you could go, you could create rapport there. You could go, no, no, honestly, I never have, but I've always been interested in hunting. Let's say that's true. I'll speak for myself because I am. I, and I, I just, I, I'd love to hear about it sometime. I, I don't know. It's crazy that you've got that mounted head there. Oh, yeah, it's uh, blah, blah, blah. It's this, that, the other thing. And I went up there. So, anyways, tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay, could go well. Instead of trying to get the job, my goal has been to just be myself, to be honest and accurate in my speech. To tell the person honest to to give to provide honest questions to the answers that they ask, and to ask them questions, not hold anything back. If I'm thinking, well, how much are they going to pay me? Instead of just wonder it, just ask. Be forthright. Be right on the tape. Be here's where I'm at. This is what I'm thinking. How does that work for you? Well, honestly, we can't do that. That's too much money. How about this much? Okay, <clears throat> that strategy got me my job at Stoneway Hardware, which was, until I became unemployed, the best job I'd ever had. And I realized why it worked so well. This is before I had my idea of truth and communication reinforced to the nth degree by Jordan Peterson and my own experience. But it was nice to hear somebody so uh, well-educated and articulate and so well-learned put to words why honesty is such a beneficial mode of being. I kind of lost my train of thought there. Being honest. Honesty. Communication. I'm drawing a blank here, folks. Um, shoot. Where was I going with that? Oh, right. Stoneway Hardware. Got the job there. Right. The re- what I realized is I'm... And it's interesting. The reason I got to the point of... Let me reword that. The reason I went about the interview at Stoneway Hardware... The reason... Sorry, I'm still screwing this up. The reason I went about the interview... The way that I did, there we go. The reason I went about the interview the way that I did is because I was disgruntled with my time at Whole Foods. Now, not everything, not all of it, but certainly part of it. And a large part of that disgruntlement, I believe that's a word, was due to... micromanaging and an insistence from above, above being people in positions of leadership above me, trying to fit me into a particular mold to produce 
a particular individual on the other side. Now, sometimes that's okay. That, that can be okay. For example, if you apply for the job, because you want the job, we'll assume that's why you're applying to it, of cashier, you're going to have to fit into the mold of cashier to some degree. What it means is you're going to have to be able to cashier. You can't go, well, you can't change me. I'm who I am. And who I am is a dude that doesn't know anything about cashiering. And I'm going to stay that way. Well, why did you apply to be a cashier? Because I just want to get paid for standing at a cash register. And then I'm going to take all the money that's in there. What? No. What? We're going to hire you to be a thief? No. No, you're, we're hiring you to learn how to run the cash register. If that's not what you're going to do, if you're admitting to a plan of, of, of theft, then we're going to have to let you go. And if have you, maybe we're going to have to look at the cameras because if you've stolen from us, we're, we're going to have to call the authorities. That's, that's not how this job works. We don't hire... And I'm going to wear roller skates and drink Kool-Aid and wear a party hat and blow a kazoo. What? No, you're not. Yes, I am. Well, then you're fired. Get the hell out of here, you idiot. I'm going to be me. Well, go be you elsewhere because you have to conform somewhat. You, you, you have to wear this apron. You have to wear a name tag. We're not asking you to change on a fundamental level. We're not asking you to rewrite your DNA. We're asking you to wear this apron, put this name tag on, greet customers through here, and use this cash wrap machine in the way that it's meant to be used. Can you do that? Oh, all right, I'll do it. Okay, there you go. Now you can make your $12 an hour or whatever it is. Now, that's not what Whole Foods was trying to do to me. That was part of it. But on another level, they wanted me to act in a certain way and use specific verbiage when people would come through the lines. Hi, have you had a great experience today? They wanted me to ask questions about the whole Planet Foundation when I was raising money in particular ways. And I had back and forth about this. I said, my way is effective. Look how much money I've raised. And like, well, yes, but you need to word it this way. So I had a back and forth, back and forth. Finally found a way that I could word things that they were okay with. Now, admittedly, the way I was wording things for a time, I will now make no qualms about this, was pretty slippery. It was something along the lines of, I don't remember exactly how I was wording it, but I wasn't really giving the person an opportunity to say no unless they thought about what I was saying. It was something like, and will you be giving a dollar or five today to the Whole Planet Foundation? Not mentioning that there was an option for zero dollars. I wasn't saying how much would you like to give to the Whole Planet Foundation today because I found very quickly if you gave a person two options, they would take one of those two options. They wouldn't think, well, is there a third option? For example, and this is what happens to a lot of people that apply to jobs. The person will go, well, we can offer you $12 an hour. And the person thinks, okay, I guess that's the offer. $12 an hour, when in reality, if all you did was say, you know, I, I really need 13 they might be willing. They might have a thing on their paper right there that says, we can go up to 13 top out at $13, um, yeah, but no more than that. They might, there might be instruction to the hiring person for that, and usually there is. There usually is. Almost every single job I've ever had, there is a, a, uh, a range that they, they will hire you. It's not... 
there's, there's not many jobs where it's this is the amount. The, the only jobs where it's a set amount and there's no way that they can fluctuate on that is usually the bare bones entry, entry, entry level of things. And even then, I mean, even if it's McDonald's, if you have previous restaurant experience, it'll do well for you. It'll do better for you. You'll do better than if you don't have any previous restaurant experience. I know how to flip burgers and I know how to fry fries. Well, okay, well, we can give you another two cents an hour. Oh, well, I mean, cool. Two cents a more an hour is two cents more an hour. Imagine you're walking around and every hour you find two pennies and it's just ka-ching, there you go, find two pennies, ka-ching, two pennies. That's what's happening. It's better than nothing. It's better than the $9 even they were gonna give you. $9.02, okay, hey, that adds up. 10 hours, you've made 20 cents. 50 hours, you've made a dollar. That's every week you've made an additional dollar than you would have, or nearly every week. You see my point here. You get it. <clears throat> so, the issues that I was having at Whole Foods were interpersonal. Well, we need you to be this way. And, and Del, we, we really want you to be genuine. And I, I added this back and forth with them. I said, you don't ask somebody to be, to be genuine. I am, I am being genuine. You don't have to ask me to be that. I'm not coming here and faking something. I'm, I am being myself. Okay, well, here's the thing. We, we want you to do, we want you to be you, but we want you to do, we want you to be you in, in this way. Well, then that's not me being me. That doesn't, what? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's like, I mean, you, you stretch that out to the extreme and it's, we want you to be you, but we want you to have four arms as you. Well, I don't have four arms. Okay, well, I understand. So you're going to have to get two more. What? Just grow them. Just grow them. Okay, you can write out of your shoulders. If you just think about it hard enough, you'll get them. Uh, no, I won't. Well, see, now you're just being very negative. You're, you're not. I, I don't like that attitude. This is exactly why we're here. This is why we're talking about this. What? What? No, I can't. Okay, okay. I, I gotta find another job. And so that's kind of where I was at. Now, I wasn't being asked to grow additional arms, but I was asking to be ways and do things that I didn't agree with and I had issues with. I didn't really have any recourse to fix those things. So I took the recourse that I had, the only option available to me, find another job. And so I did. And I said, I want them to know, this is before I had my interview at Stoneway Hardware, I want them to know who I am. I don't want them to... <laughs> I, some point down the road be asking me to uh, be a certain way or do a certain thing and go well you know we you said you could do this and, and you you said that you were that's how you were and now you're not doing it no 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 I didn't want any of that so I said I'm gonna go in there I'm going to be exactly who I am they're gonna know exactly who I am and if they hire me they won't be surprised at any point. If anything, if anything that they're surprised by, it will be pleasantly. <clears throat> if anything, I would like to downsell myself and then get hired and they go, wow, he turned out better than we thought. I would prefer that of any option, of the three options, which is, okay, he's exactly what we thought and there's no difference. It's, yep, no, that's, that's what we thought and that's what we got. Okay, 
That's one option. Another one is, he's way worse. He had a great talent for interviewing, let's just say that. But uh, wow, he's a terrible worker. I've heard that one a few times. I imagine if you've had jobs for a year or more, you've probably heard that story as well. Yeah, there's some people out there that can interview really well, but uh, it's, uh, it's all show or no go, or some other variation of that. They interview well, and they, they just can't, they can't uh, deliver on the promises they make. <clears throat> they write checks with their mouths that their work ethic bounces. Pretty terrible way to word that, but you get the point. <clears throat> so I decided to be honest. Here's who I am. I tell customers the way it is and I tell them how I see it. I don't mince words. I'm honest, I'm upfront, and I've been accused of being slightly abrasive. So if you hire me, that's what you're getting. I'm not saying I can't change these things. I'm not saying that I don't want to change these things. I want to be less abrasive. But I'm just telling you where I'm at right now. I'm letting you know that these are some things that I'm working on. I'm letting you know that this is where I'm at in life and this is the kind of person that you're gonna hire. I'm not a jerk. I'm a hard worker. I pride myself on being uh, quick and on the spot and blanking on the word where you taking initiative I'm good at that if there's work to be done I'll do it I'm really good at asking questions I don't ever do things well it's not entirely true I try not to do things and get in over my head and not know what the heck I'm doing and so this has been my philosophy to continue that that angle or that that strategy and considering how well it went at Stoneway Hardware and how good of a job that was and how I was never talked to about my personality well tell you know we really want you saying hi to more people I if there if there was any sort of conversation like that I sure as heck can't remember it the only thing that I can recall that still sticks in my head was this conversation that happened with a guy. He came up and asked about a, a question about a flashlight that was up by the cash register. And the flashlight was kind of this fancy schmancy thing. It was an $80 flashlight. It looked, I don't know, it kind of looked like a lightsaber handle. Like it wasn't really meant to, but it, it all had, uh, I don't know how to describe it, ribbed metal, casing, rough edges. And people would come up, it was all black, and people would come up and they'd go, Oh, is that a tactical flashlight? Is that the one in the ad that you can drop out of a helicopter and shoot with a tank and it still works? Is that the one that a dog can carry to the, to the top of the North Pole and give to Santa and Santa can beat his reindeer with it? Is that that one? What? No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't, maybe. I, I don't know. The most common question was, is that, is that a tactical flashlight? What does that mean? I don't know how to answer your question. I, I honestly don't know what that means. D does the, do you mean does the SWAT team use this flashlight? I don't know. I Probably not. It's not that great. Not that the SWAT team needs the, the greatest, but it, this one isn't that great. Oh, is it, is it the one that the Navy SEALs use? 
not likely. I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know. I have no clue. Oh, it looks like it's a tactical flashlight. Well, it might be. But I don't know what your definition of tactical is. This guy one time, he comes up and he goes, What's so great about this flashlight? And I said, I, I'd, I'd had the question. Ever since the flashlight was up there, I'd get the question at least once a day on average. At least. It was probably closer to two or three times, really. Oh, what's the deal with this one? It's got a case? Look at that. Oh, man. It's got a case and everything. It must be special. What's so special about this one? Look, I don't know how to answer your stupid questions here. If you want to read this little pamphlet, then have at it. You're more than welcome to. But I I don't know what to tell you. Besides what the pamphlet's going to say, which I haven't bothered to read. Because I don't care. It's a flashlight. It turns on. It illuminates areas that are dark. And then you can see. And that's about it. Pretty sure that's all I need in a flashlight. So the guy asks, what's the deal with this flashlight? Looks like it's a special one. And I said, uh, I don't... You know, I don't know. And he goes, huh? He seemed upset that I had answered that way. And he goes, well, it's got a case, so what can you tell me about it? And I said, honestly, I'm not really sure. It's a... I, I think the case is just marketing. And he goes, huh. He wasn't happy about that. That that actually bothered him. And I know that because he called the store 10, 15 odd minutes after he left. And I was the one that answered. And I said, hello, how can I help? Stone Hardware, how can I help you? Oh, yeah, I was just in there. And um, I had a not that greatest interaction with, a, with an individual. And as soon as I heard his voice, and as soon as I heard heard the direction of the phone call, I was pretty certain it was the same person because there hadn't really been anybody else in there since then. I said, oh, okay, uh, what happened? He said, well, I was just trying to ask some questions about a flashlight and uh, the guy just didn't seem to want to answer me. So yeah, I just, I, I just want to let a manager know. And I said, okay, all right, thanks. I'll pass that on. And you might think that I just kept that to myself. You might think that I didn't say anything. Not so. The very next day, I told Randy. I said, hey, Randy, told him everything that happened. I tried to be as honest and clear about what had happened. I didn't puff my side up. I didn't say that I was in the right and this guy, what an idiot, and he's so stupid. And I said, I even said at the end, I said, what should I have done in that situation? I'm, I'm not sure. And uh, he was saying, well, you know, some people, they just, they, they've, they've got questions and just got to try and sell it to them so tell them about the features mention how it's got a strobe and it's got different settings high low medium beam you know you're just trying to talk it up a little bit i said okay yeah no problem we'll do that was the only thing that stands out so my point with the job thing is don't try to get the job try to be yourself as honestly and accurately as you can Don't let anything go unsaid. If you're thinking about asking about the wage, do so. That's why you're getting the job, is to be paid money. So ask about how much of the money, the thing that you want, the whole damn reason you're taking the job, ask how much you're going to get. If someone said, hey, I'll I'll give you some gold if you come over and help me move my furniture, your first question should be, How much gold? 
How much are we talking here? That should be your first question. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a flake the size of... Um, ever seen a mustard seed? It's one of the smallest seeds on the planet. I'm going to give you a flake that's... Uh, well, the, the smallest known width thick, or the, 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 the least thickness possible, and it's going to be the size of a mustard seed. Oh, that much gold? How about you go fuck yourself? I mean, I wouldn't say that. Uh, you know, that's uh, not, as a ge- not as generous of an offer as I was thinking. That I don't think would even buy me half of a single M&M. So, no, I, I won't be taking that offer. Now, if they said, well, my great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather was an English landowner, and uh, he had lots of money, and um, I have a whole chest here, and it's heavier than I can lift. It's about the size of a very large VCR in width and it's full of gold coins and I and I'm I'm told it's worth given their antiquity and the gold itself is worth somewhere in the range of 300 million dollars. Oh okay. Uh how how much furniture you want me to move? All of the furniture in the world. Oh <clears throat> and I'll pay you as soon as it's done. Oh that's uh uh, yeah, 300 million. Wow, where am I moving it? Oh, you just have to move every single piece of furniture just a little bit. You can you can just go and shove it. But you get all of this as soon as you're done. All of it in the world. Yep. Yep. I actually have this magic device here that'll tell me. And it's just as an experiment. I just want to see how fast a single individual can get it done. So your job would just be to go get into somebody's house, shove their couch, shove their chairs, in all the furniture, the bed, any office chairs the desk you, you just got to move it just make it make it move that's it okay uh what if i made an uh, an earthquake happen in the entire world well if you can do that yeah that'll count if you can prove it was you that made the earthquake and you can do it for the whole world in one go that sounds like a really efficient way to to get 300 million dollars worth of old english coins okay well i can't do that and uh I'm certainly not about to go running into every person's house in the world. I don't think I can take that offer. But if the person offered you $300 million in English gold to move a single couch of theirs, you might go, yeah, when do you want it moved? Uh, Well, as soon as you can get over here, money's yours. All right, I'll be right there. Can you tell me about the the couch? Uh, It's honestly just this little love seat. I'm just getting old and my back isn't all that great. And I don't need the gold. Honestly, I know how much it's worth, but what am I going to do with it? I've got a house. I'm good. Oh, okay. This sounds Im- too good to be true. It sounds impossibly good to be true. But, uh, sure, I'll do that. You go, you do it, you get $300 million. Wow, that sounds like a really good deal. You should take that kind of a job. You shouldn't take the job that's on the other ends of the extreme that I described to you. Now, you just shrink that down a lot and you're to the position of getting a job and being paid $10 when you could ask for $11 and you get it. And all you had to do was ask. So why aren't you asking? I'll tell you why you're not asking, because you're too damn agreeable. You're there because you think you want money, but you're not. You're there because you want to help the person out and that's not why you get a job. You get a job so that you can feed yourself. 
You get a job so they can do things with the people that you love. You get a job because you want monetary compensation for the time that you spent doing a thing that you probably didn't really want to do. That's why it's called a job. Sorry I'm getting so upset, but I enjoy getting worked up. It's very fun. I like feeling. It's enjoyable. I've done that many times in conversations with my wife, and she thinks I'm actually mad. And I go, I'm not actually mad. I'm actually in a really good mood. That's why I'm feeling so much. Strange, right? Mommy, why are you crying? Because mommy's so happy. You're just such a special little boy. Oh, I love you so much. Oh, I don't understand. You're crying. Oh, now I'm crying. Ah, mommy. <laughs> um, now, what in the heck does this have to do with porn, though? Talk about the talk about the penises, in the boobies, in the butts, and the naked people. What does this have to do about porn? Tell me, tell me, tell me. All right, well, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, but what this has to do with porn is that I, I don't, I, I haven't really thought this whole thing out too much. I'm a little spotty on it. But having been a fairly dishonest person in my past, and having had a proclivity to look at porn quite often in the past, I think there's a correlation. I I don't know if there is, but there certainly feels like there is to me. I think the amount of disgust and dissatisfaction, which is putting it mildly, I felt with myself when I would look at porn is directly correlated, again, I don't know, I'm just guessing here, to the amount of dishonesty that I was producing in my life for myself. And it was almost as though I would be dishonest and then I would go and look at porn as some sort of a salve to put on the the wound I had created with myself being dishonest and then felt crappy about the porn when in reality what I should have been feeling crappy about was the dishonesty. Drink some water there. It's quite humid out. It's not exactly hot. It's just probably 75-ish? I'm curious. I will find out. What is the weather? I'll continue with the porn, don't worry. What is the weather? I'm asking Google. 76 degrees. Hey, not bad. Oh, not bad. Oh. Okay. Um. <clears throat> All right. So, the... Uh, something I did recently because I would often feel bad I, I, here's, here's how I got to this thought after recent observation on, on the matter I have a wife now so I don't really have an excuse to look at porn I mean unless I'm dissatisfied with my wife so then the question is are you dissatisfied with your wife then? and the answer is no I'm not I find her exceptionally attractive really really attractive so that's not a problem at all that's also an element of being honest. If you're honest with yourself and go, I'm not attracted to this person, then you shouldn't be with that person. Please, for the love of humanity, tr- truly, for the love of humanity, don't be with that person. You need to find her or him or them or whatever they are attractive. You must. It's 
necessary. It won't work otherwise. It might clank together, but not well. It's the difference between a precision, a precision machine and something slapped together with duct tape and hopes and dreams and Mickey Mouse spit. It's not gonna work for very long, folks. Don't try it. Highly unadvisable. Getting some more water. All right. And so I thought, okay, I have a wife that I'm attracted to. Is that true? Yes, it is. Is she cold? Does she not do anything that you want her to do? Is, is she, is she, has she put you in the, the sexual doghouse? The answer is no, no, not at all. There's certainly times like different periods of the month uh, well, I worded that not as cleverly as I meant to, but I guess it works. <laughs> uh, that that uh, that don't don't bode well for for sexual interactions. Um, but be outside of that, I mean, every I think once ever has she. Uh, turned down my advances because she wasn't feeling all that well. I, I, I think that, yeah. No, she's great in that regard. We're both pretty on point in that realm. We were uh, fairly well synced up there, which has to do with us both being physically attracted to each other. Who'd have thought? Wow, two beings that are physically attracted to each other want to go and do the things that allows them to reproduce? Whoa, how wild. Not really. Pardon the sarcasm. So, if I'm feeling inclined to look at porn, and I never feel good when I do it behind her back, because I would do it when she would take a shower, or I'd do it when she'd go on a run, or I'd do it when she was at work and I'd gotten home. I'd always do it in the sneaky way where I don't want her to know about it. I'm going to go over here and put my hand on my penis and rub a bit and see what happens. Oh, look at that! So I thought, this is silly. So here's what I'm gonna do. I don't like that I do this. And I don't like how I do this in a sneaky manner because this feels very dishonest. And I, I don't like that. I'm not a fan of this. So here's what I'm gonna do. Every time I wanna look at porn, and I told my wife, I, told, I talked to her about this. I had this conversation. I said, yeah, this is what's going on with me. Okay, that seems legitimate. I told her, every time I wanna look at porn, I'm gonna tell you. And knowing that I have to tell you will curb my desire to do that drastically, I think. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. And so if I really want to, maybe I'll say, hey, I'd really like to look at some porn right now. And then she can go, okay, have at it. Now, it's not that she was giving me permission because it's happened quite a few times. I'd say a couple dozen since I, I started this project. And... <clears throat> I'll just tell her what I'm about to do. It's not me asking permission. I'm not asking permission. I'm not saying, hey, I'd like to look at some naked women uh, on the internet and uh, click on some digital pictures. Uh, are you all right with that? Please allow me to. No, I'm telling her, I would like to look at porn and I'm going to. And she usually says, okay, do what you want. She's got no issue with it. This strange trash can, the bag, like a canvas bag. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, there's a thrift store right here. We've been right by. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Silly me. Um, let's see. Oh, babe, the tournament doesn't start at 6. Hang on a second. No, comma, babe, comma, the tournament starts at 6 p.m. 1800. I will be getting pizza, comma, indeed, exclamation mark. Uh, Works so well. They've gotten so dang good with that. It's incredible. Now they just need to start doing the punctuation automatically and perfectly so that I can learn how to type better. Woohoo! That'd be handy. Or just talk my stories? Oh man. Oh, nope, delete that, do this, okay. So anyways, if you're struggling with porn, find a sponsor. If you have a wife or a girlfriend and you're thinking, I don't like how much I look at this. I like my wife. And you know what's happened? Far more than me looking at porn, it's actually helped my relationship because often what I'll do is I'll go, you know what? I'm feeling in a sexual mood, but I don't want to look at porn. What I actually want is to interact in a very physical way with my wife. And so I will, and I'll go up to her and whatever. I don't need to go into details there. It's not helpful for anyone here. Here's exactly what I do. Step one. No, no. Um, So if, if you are struggling, just like anything, this is no different. I understand that sexual things are kind of gross and, and slimy, and I, I don't mean that in a physical way, although I could, but I don't. It, you just, oftentimes people feel there's a taboo around it. It's kind of, eh, it's kind of gross, and it's, I don't really know how to talk about it. Here's how you talk about it. You just fucking talk about it. That's how. So if you're struggling, I'll be your sponsor. And this offer goes to the first... Actually, that's really weird. That sounds really weird. I'll, I'll hear about your... I hear, look, I don't want to be your sponsor. I really don't. I thought I was doing a nice thing, but I immediately realized how that was a huge mistake. No, I don't want to be your sponsor. What I encourage you to do is find a sponsor. Now, if you have absolutely, and I mean absolutely no one else that you can talk to in a truly honest way, um, then go ahead and send me an email and, and I via my, my website and... I'll try to answer it, um, but I'm not going to make any promises here. I, I don't know what I would tell you because th- that's I really actually don't want to go down that route. What I'm encouraging you to do is reach out to a family member, uh, a friend, a, a co-worker that you get a really a, along with really well, and just open the fuck up to them and say, Hey, I, um, the reason I asked you out to lunch today is because I, just, I wanted to talk about something that's really personal and... Uh, I honestly, I don't know how to talk about this. I, I'm really scared because uh, you might, I, you could think any number of a lot of things about me and a great number of them could be super um, negative. And, and so I'm actually scared for how you're going to respond to this. And I, and I don't know how to properly, properly word this. And this goes back to what I said about precise speech. Be as precise as you can manage. And the person will most likely, unless they're a complete fucking asshole, go, what is it? Just tell me. I, I'll, I'm, I'm here to listen. I, I want to help you. What, what can I do? And you go, well, uh, man, I, ugh. I, um, I, I look at, um, porn 
more often than I would like to. Oh, uh, well, I don't, that doesn't, that doesn't matter. That, well, who cares? What, no, 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 listen, please, please. Okay, yeah, yeah, of course, sorry, what, what is it? I don't like it about myself because I, I kind of use it as a crutch, I think. I, I don't know, I've thought about this a lot and I, and I don't really know why I do it. Well, how much are you talking, like, are you doing it at work? Like, what are you, what, how much are you talking about? It sounds like a lot. No, no, like, I don't know, twice a week? Maybe sometimes three times? What? That's, that's nothing. Okay, well, I still don't like it, and I'd like to change it. Okay, okay, all right. Um, wh what, can, what can I do to help? Well, uh, I, if you're willing, I would like to have you as my sponsor. Just think of this as, as a drinking thing or a smoking thing, and anytime I think about wanting to do it, if you're willing to let me, I, I want to text you and say, hey, I, I, I want to do what I don't want to do and I need your help to tell me to not do it. I, and, and honestly, I think as soon as I even get to text you, I'll probably, that, that desire will probably be diminished. All right, yeah, man, you know what? If that'll help you and this is something that you're trying to work on and you're struggling, I'll, I can do that. I, I, can, I can do that. Yeah, I, I can I can read your text and and, and offer you some words of encouragement. Um, yeah, no problem. Now that's not my issue. My issue wasn't I was looking at it so much. I I wasn't it really wasn't. I'm talking like twice a week or something, once a week. But I thought I'm avoiding my wife in a sexual manner to look at pictures. There seems to be something amiss with that. that. I don't like that. I don't like that I'm feeling sneaky and I'm avoiding my wife to look at pictures. And you might think, pictures don't really? Pictures? You're not looking at videos? Honestly? No. I, I, I have watched videos, but again, I don't really need to go into detail on, on any of this. It's just, I don't know, pictures have been probably because it's been a thing for me ever since I was a kid. Like pictures, that's what I got a hold of, so that's just kind of been my, my, my go-to. <clears throat> Alright, I'm going to go ahead and leave this off. If you've got questions on this and you want a person that won't talk about anything that you share with me, except one other person, you got, i got to be honest with you, anything that I know I share with my wife, pretty much, unless you explicitly, explicitly ask me not to, and you have a really, really good reason for it. I mean, really good. And um, even then, I'm probably going to say I can't agree to this. So if you, there's anything that you want, if you, there's anything that you want to tell me and you want it to only stay with me, don't tell me it. Seriously, don't tell me it. Ask me if I'm willing to do that. And we will have a gradual back and forth. We will tiptoe up to the subject. Because you might say, hey man, there's something I'd like to tell you and I don't want you to tell your wife. That would be a good start. I would say, well, what is that thing? What, 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 what is it? And you go, or I, no, I'd, I'd first say, what is the subject matter? And you'd say, it has to do with video games. And I go, you know what? I can't think of anything to do with video games at all that I wouldn't be willing to tell. I, I really can't think of anything that I wouldn't be willing to tell my wife. Or that I would agree to not telling my wife. I, I would. I, there's nothing that I wouldn't be willing to tell her. The only real 
honest thing that could happen is something with the government or some sort of super secret agency that needs my mind to house some information for a time. I don't know what in the heck that would be and I can't imagine that actually happening. Uh, I really hope it doesn't because I don't want to be in a position where I'm not supposed to tell my wife something. I don't like that idea at all because I make mistakes and I am going to want to tell my wife that thing. As soon as I'm not supposed to, I'm going to want to. So I don't want to be in that position. So the best way for me to not tell my wife something is for you to not tell me because I tell my wife everything, even every time I look at porn. You might think every time, really, you don't sneak one in here and there. You don't just uh, go behind her back. Every no, not anymore. I honestly don't. I really don't. Alrighty. I'm going to go ahead and leave this off here. I love you. Bye.